Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane, the show that asks Fred again... We've already had him once. <laughs> there you go. There you go. How do you like that? Another intro that really explains what the show is about. In the words of Scooby-Doo, when Mystery Inc. promised they were going to hire a new lead detective and then it is revealed to be a long-standing <laughs> employee who has just shifted into another position with a new title, in the words of Scooby and Shaggy, Fred again. Fred again? Seriously, we we've been doing Fred for the last few years. Fred's it's worked really here Fred for years. Again. He always tells us to split up and look for clues. <laughs> Fred again? Why you just because he's like the CFO now doesn't mean it's a whole new thing. I mean, that's terrible. So when did the first iteration of Fred come along? And why is he back I, again? I, yeah, I think I missed the first Fred, but uh he mustn't have been very successful with Fred and he decided to do Fred again. And people were like, Well, we respect his ability to double down. I kind of like the idea of rapidly changing your style or career and then just <laughs> saying, like, not rebranding. Like, Ben Hunt, again, when yeah, he comes yeah, out yeah, for the Titans. Yeah. Or, like, you yeah. move from stand-up to doing, like, quite traumatic slam poetry, but it's just Henry again. Henry again. But it's I very different. It. And that'd be kind of fun, actually. You say I think we've again, touched on like- this. I think we've touched on this before, Joe, but, like, I don't get the Fred again. There's no, a- I see, see Henry. Oh, you're coming around. No, I'm coming around massively. I really, I'm starting to really get it. This (laughs) is because I left town and you're, you're making a few friends your own age. And (laughs) you're, you're going to AFL, Matt. This is what your weekend was. This is, let's just sum up the last like, you know, 78 hours for Joe Dwyer. Yeah. Going to the AFL on a Friday night and now saying he gets Fred again. Mm, I asked. Different man. Different man. The, rule, the rules state that I have to phrase my responses or questions. So here it is. What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> no, you know, but but the weekend before, I went to the Broncos and was listening to the Hoodoo Gurus. So you know, I can I can okay, tame well, multitudes, Henry. Oh, it's uh, hey God. Even thank the God. fact I'm having a lot more Guzman than grilled lately. You know, even that's quite, quite shocking. That's, I mean, that's crazy. That's like a that's a three-two split. You know, like it's very the margins are fine, but uh. Very interesting. I uh, just quickly, I mean, let's not get bogged down in cricket. No, but was was talking at the uh, at the apartment the other day. Yeah, just re, you know, obviously there's been a lot of cricket on, and mentioned that Usman Kawaja, and I was like, oh, Usman, and Paige heard me and was like, oh, Guzman, <laughs> and, and it and it alerted That's me so to. Oh, I think something the whole cricket world has missed. In I mean, someone must have made a meme of you know Guzman, Guzman and Gomez. I, yeah, I, Guzman. I reckon the reason they don't is they don't. Want I to see imagine I think, it, I it, think, it yeah. seem. And I need to be clear that I'm not. There's no racial tinge to that no, comment. No, no, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. I, I'm just simply saying that the names rhyme. Yeah, and Ollie Robinson would say the same thing. Absolutely. I, uh, and he might say some other things too. What a real, he might say some other what things. a real effing prick that guy is. Um, that let's was do some- <laughs> crazy. 
Well, let's do some housekeeping before we get into Wavell Heights, which is the topic of this episode, Henry. Um, housekeeping, you've just got one letter. I yes. think that was me. I think I just had to write something so I could I press enter so that the okay, formatting fair. for the rest of the document. Yep. No, uh, the only thing I do want to mention is that we're recording this on Monday night this week because uh, so, again, just in origin weeks, if, oh, Austra yes. if yep. Australia, gosh, if Queensland have wrapped up the series. Yeah, uh, but, uh, which, and, and it uh, is weird that we are not mentioning it. Which, by the way, um, again, this will be a day in retrospect, but apparently if Queensland win, the Caxton have applied for a licence to trade until 5am. So oh, I saw uh, that oh, I saw on their that? Instagram that it's approved. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry, yes, they have it. They I think it's be, happening. Yeah. Um, I also suspect that if uh, Queensland lose, they might also stay open until 5am to, you know, commiserate and shit. But, um, yeah. We'll see. Well, I'm, I'm going. I can't wait. I'm going to. 5 a.m. Oh, yeah, of course. We're both going. Yeah, yeah. I'm flying. Me oh, and Archie we'll are flying down with our- it. Yeah, of course. Of course. With, our, with our two listeners to- uh, It's not only am I aware that you're going. We've spoken about it on the show. On the show. It's fantastic. Well, oh, I, I wasn't 100% certain that you were going. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm absolutely going. Because I told you about okay. my weird captain's run thing, but I hadn't told you about yes, it. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. did tell me that. Uh, anyway- it's all happening here in the uh, Henry and Joe universe. Um, well, shall we talk about Wavel Heights then? Let, let's, let's do it. Let's dive right in. And we'll start, as always, with me stalling while I bring up the sound. Wikipedia, we, we, we uh, now, Henry, once again, uh, you have seen the Wikipedia page. Uh, did you see the population? Managed to avoid it this time, actually. Oh, good man, and good man. I, I looked I, it up I the other day. Shocked me. Shocked my nuts off. I reckon it's large and and condolences to your missing nuts. I no, it's, all right. it's all right. They weren't doing much. <laughs> largely, <laughs> largely decorative. As, as Michael Keaton's Batman says in The Flash, let's go nuts, which I have seen. Oh, yes. The, weekend, was it? <laughs> no, this was for work, actually. Oh, Tough right. work. <laughs> Movie premiere. Great job, bro. Yeah. What Long a film. Long film for a breakfast radio host. Long piece. The the pop. I'm assuming it's bigger than. Is it like eleven thousand? That's too big. Eight thousand. Too big. Uh, not far off. Somewhere in between there. Nine thousand six hundred eighty-four. So very, like, very okay. surprisingly, that's big. That is, you know, anywhere near ten k is a pretty genuine big suburb. Good on them. Because yeah. You think heights, um, I think, usually sparsely populated in that it takes- big, you know, like not many people houses, living on that elevated. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but it does track in with the first thing on the Wikipedia, which is that the land use is almost entirely residential, apart from Mercer Park and Shaw Park in the southernmost part of the suburb, which is always what we love to see when we're unpacking a suburb, that it's mainly houses. Uh, they are harder to talk about we than do. fish and chip shops, for example. Indeed. Yeah, doing their job. And we don't really have a Caleb or a Sarah who have come no. in and contributed novels of information to this episode. No. And thank you for doing so to those two, to those two champions. Yeah, I like absolutely. Mercer Park much more than Shaw Park as a name. Uh, no, I disagree. I like Shaw oh, as a name, but I also just think I have such a soft spot for Shaw Park. Great spot, great people. Where is that? I mean, obviously, it's in Wavell Heights. What's um, the. I always thought it was Willowin. Um, it's like the main north side sports area like i would say um uh -huh. it's like at the top of the kedron brook i always right. thought it was more in like kalinga is it another yeah. one of these so it's where north it's where north's it's where the Turnbull, um like north's cricket club is 
It's also okay. where North's rugby club is. There's also like, yeah, it's huge. It's, Shaw very, Park. it's very eastern suburbs of you to not know Shaw Park, I'll say. I didn't know it was about understood. Points. Is Shaw Park one of these ones that we constantly get feedback on with these kind of north side suburbs where it's like that's where you'd sneak out and smoke your cigarette? Um, no, it's it probably too – no, it's, it's probably too big. Like you'd get lost in like, – like it is a okay. massive series of sports complexes. I've always thought the best sneak out as a teenager park must be um, that AFL and cricket ground in Graceville, that beautiful white pavilion. It's just, funny how just kids, looks randy, you know, just looks yeah, horny. Kids sneak out and just want to hang out in a park. Yet if in the in the light of day, if your parents at that age were trying to force you to come for, you know, so kick true. a ball, so you'd, say, you'd be almost allergic to that. By daytime, the park has no social currency. But the moment the sun pisses off, that's when parks come to life in the mind of a young 15, 16-year-old who just wants to sip on a Midori. Yeah, I agree. And, and not even let's play around in the park. It's let's go sit in the park. I think what attracts the children is darkness as much as anything because the, the illicit mm. activities that can go on under cover of darkness are, um, well, they're not insignificant. Under cover of darkness, as the Strokes sang, is yeah. is definitely a place and they came for up And they came up with the phrase too. They came up with that. Oh, that's all that's there. That was there. Um, so, why is it called Wavell Heights, Henry? So glad you asked, Joe. Let me tell you, you right now. You know right off the top of your head. In 1941, the Brisbane City Council requested that the area commonly known as West Nunda be recognised as Wavell Heights. Ah, it is named dude. after Field Marshal Lord Wavell, who was Commander-in-Chief of the Allied Forces in the Middle East during the Second World War. So, Middle East, not at the centre of the conflict, um, despite having Middle in their name. No, no. But, <laughs> but yet they played some role. Uh, now, I love that it was West Nunda. And I think someone wrote in and, and told us that as well. That's fascinating. It is. it also and could I, have been East Kedron or North Kalinga. Could have been. Indeed. They've could gone. Been. I think West and West Nunda. And I believe Nunda was German station. It was German station. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it so was German there a point station. where this could have been West? This could have been West German station, which would have been quite spicy. Uh, quite spicy during the Cold War. Uh, uh, a sort during of uh, a German turncoat coming to Australia might have moved into the suburb West German station, saying, "Yeah, oh, I feel very at home." I feel very at home. Good German so, accent so, for me. I thought, and really, I thought every Brisbane suburb could have been called East Wynnum at some point. Mm. You know, it's, it's East Red. We're lucky we're not North Sydney. Also. I know. So true. It's funny that in 1941 is when the Brisbane City Council, not to paraphrase John Mulaney's gazebo yeah, joke, right. but always very funny, the idea that we forget that, yes, the war was going on, but other things. Had, you couldn't talk about the war all day long. The Brisbane City mm. Council, I don't imagine massive strategic not, plays in the, the war. The war is not the Brisbane City Council's responsibility at all. So, they're just trying to keep the rubbish bins going, keeps. Not even schools. That's not a council job. Not unlike how Adrian Schrinner will, I'm sure, get involved in the voice debate and stuff when it's not really his purview. Like, I yeah, can see yeah. the Brisbane City Council at the time trying to say that, oh, well, you know, if the how are the soldiers going to be supported by their families if the families are so focused on that the bins haven't been emptied? Like, trying yeah, to draw all that, these all long that focused, on, hmm, focused on it being called West Nunder instead of Wavell Heights. Like, you know, I just don't think it'll really get to people in any way. Every little thing contributes to the war effort. But 1941, the war is mm. absolutely still underway. Raging, Field raging. Marshal Lord Wavell must have been doing a pretty good job to all... Like, he's mid-war and he's probably getting a letter yeah. being like, uh, g'day, g'day, Marshal, he heads up, we're going to name West Nunder after you. 
Although uh, Japan yet to enter the war at this point. So maybe it felt mm. less on our doorstep as Australians. Hand off Japan the top playing of your head. it late. On the top of your head. Uh, year and date of Pearl Harbor. Oh, nah. I used to know. Um, it's terrible. It's 1942. I know it's it was like, it was like the 10th of December. I don't know, really. Um, but that's interesting about Wavell. Um, mm. Let's talk about education uh, and how but, it's but, so. Yeah, now let's find out when Pearl Harbor was. I'm going to stick with 10th of December, 1942. Okay, I'm just I'm looking it up. Well, I know when the film came out, that was 2001. Isn't it a sad <laughs> indictment on our culture that the, that the movie comes up far before, before the, the actual, actual event? event. Sunday, December 7. Oh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Not bad pretty all. good. I'll take that. That's pretty just, fucking good. To get early December before, 1942. Just before 8 a.m. Oh, it's quite early. 8 a.m. on you Sunday. Your, you miss your December alarm 7. and you sleep through Pearl Harbour. Oh, oh, no. I slept through Pearl Harbour. I slept through Pearl Harbour. Jeez. Ash, Kip and Lutzi and Susie are still on air for another hour. And we've still, <laughs> and, and Pearl Harbour's happened. Can't believe it. I can't believe it at all. Just, I mean, in no way a unique take, just looking at the Wikipedia of Pearl Harbor. Fucking nuts. So bold. <laughs> As a play. And and I like that it eventually backfired, but it is so nuts that they were like, okay, we're not a party to this war at all. Let's get involved <laughs> by bombing, at this point, the strongest nation on earth and forcibly drawing them into the war. And it was so had- stupid. Someone had to have the idea first. Like you can imagine the Japanese general sitting around and one of them and them going, Oh, um, yeah. What's 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 going on, General? You've got a you've got to look in your eye. And he goes, This might sound crazy, but hear me <laughs> out. It's, I'm thinking um, we go to it's Hawaii. Um, it's that it's that famed QT marketing grad that we talked about in relation to controlled burns. Yeah. He just goes, Look, I learned that you've got to start with a bank. You've got to grab yeah. people's attention. You've got to get them talking. <laughs> Hear me out. We blow up the entire US fe- fleet in the Pacific. Hear me we out. disrupt the market of peace. <laughs> we innovate um, our way out of a uh, uh, what was already very successful imperial expansion. And they thought, well, let's, uh, let's take on the real big fellas. Um, We're kind and- of the Uber of sneak attacks <laughs> on a superpower. <laughs> uh, Wavell Heights State School, Hen. Uh, opened mm. in 1948, following post-war expansion. It grew to be very big in the 70s, uh, but then in the 90s, enrolments were as low as 210. That is a tiny state school. I'm assuming a state primary school. Very low. Um, but since the number has increased to over 300, and in April 2011, one of the school's main classroom buildings was destroyed in an arson attack. Arson, terrible. You- now, not to put on the tinfoil hat here, Joe. Yeah. But, but, I mean, Pearl Harbor, we were just talking about. Absolutely. Lord Wavell gets involved in the war, gets the oh, suburb no, named after does. him. Suddenly, classrooms are on fire. Do we know that this wasn't some sort of 1948? I mean, that's when the school opened. All connects. Yeah. Is there a chance that this okay. arson attack was the Pearl Harbor of Brisbane? It's very, it's to very, no, it's very tinfoil of you. Um, it's maybe not quite as impactful as Pearl Harbor, um, but. But it's, uh, but it's up there. Um, I was reading a book, Henry, um, called The Arsonist about um, the Black Saturday bushfires and the blokes that set were well, the bloke that set one of them. Mm. Um, and he was charged with um, like with both arson and child porn. And there's a line in the book where they're like, um, 
the two worst things you can be in Australia is a pedophile and an arsonist. And I'm like, probably true. One is way worse in the public imagination. I don't think they're yeah, that's- super comparable, personally. And we're both thinking arson's the worst <laughs> one, right? Oh, yeah, way, oh, way worse. <laughs> that's what... And by yeah, the way, yeah, we're that's, both that's what you're on the same page here and saying one is worse. Well, right, right. You know, I thought it was interesting. I thought I I'd definitely already say, believed yeah. that this well, it's like guy how they say being a pedophile pro- is the worst thing you can be in jail. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and and look, I haven't been to prison, so um, <laughs> you and I can't really comment on on that. It nah. sounds true. Hard to say. Uh, hard to say. Uh, but no prisons in Wavell Heights. Um, I assume the arsonist was caught, but we just don't know. Well, if. If they were somehow let off with a warning and went back to school, you got to imagine that's the that's the head TC from that point on. Oh, that's you pretty... literally burnt the school down. Yeah, and and yet you got invited back because oh, he's just so good at rugby. He's just that good at footy. <laughs> we can let him get away with anything. It's really he's impressive. vice captain. We just can't kick yeah. him out. He's he does great skits on assembly. You know, I know he tried to literally burn the fucking school down, but oh, sometimes you just got to let him have one. Just got to let him have it. Good little, good little. He's a plucky little flanker, though, isn't he? Oh, he's a good little scrum half. And, though, we've, and, we, and we've got BBC we're playing, this weekend. We're, yeah, yeah I was, no, no, we, we got like, oh, Kevin State High this oh, week. Oh, State, believably, believably. By the way, it's Wavell State. We've got High an exhibition school. match against Iona. Yeah, <laughs> against our oh. historical rivals, Iona. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, oh. St Thomas, talk me through that. Talk me through it. As at 2020, there was a there was a church called St. Thomas, but the church building is now being used as a residence. But curiously, the cross on the roof and the words St. Thomas on the front of the building have been retained. Mm. Now, it leads, leads a few theories of whether it's a religious family living there. But I want to ask you, Joe, would you live in a former church? Um, yeah, uh, there's one in Wilston near Alcove, and I've always thought it's the coolest looking thing in the world. I'd love to live in a former church. I think it'd be so fun, uh, particularly if you could get a loft thing going up with the like enormous roof. Like you've got to take advantage of how high that ceiling is. Maybe do a second level type thing. Maybe a rumpus room, a kids room, rumpus room, loft, attic. You know, study. Yeah, study there too. No, I think it'd be fantastic. Personally. Friends of my family, friends of mine. I, it might actually even be Wilson. I, I can't quite remember where it is, but they yeah moved into a an old church and architecturally just brilliant. Magnif. If you, yeah, it, I mean, there's a little bit in the head of like if a building were to be haunted, a church would have to be up there in contention. Yeah, but there's not a lot of other old type of buildings that you would live in rather than a church. Like we don't do a lot of the converted warehouse loft apartment stuff in Australia. That is all the rage in New York City. Manhattan, no less. You know, mm. we don't. Um, we, I mean, we just knock down our warehouses and build riverfront houses in Balimba, I gather. Or tennis. They all used to be wards or tennis. Yeah, very right. Um, couple notable residents of Wavell Heights, Henry. There's two, in fact. Um, Daryl Broman, who is the footy player, also known as Big Man. He's Big Man. You know him from the continuous call team. You know him from Channel Nine. Big Man. Real, you'd probably know him if you looked him up. You go, yeah, that guy. 
Um, and a real solid, reliable guest on 4BC, whether that was when oh, I was producing Wild Wilder yes. Sport or the 4BC Drive Show. He was a great, if you need someone, and he'd, he'd always say, anything for you, Georgina, to our executive producer. Like, very, uh, yeah, great, like. great radio talent and reliable and very nice. So, fantastic. Good on you, Dale. Um, for a change of pace on the other notable resident, uh, apparently Jacob Alordi is from Wavell Heights. Now, a couple of people have written in and confirmed that. Uh, we all know he went to Nudgee, so that also tracks. Uh, but someone wrote in and mentioned that he went to Padua with their younger brother. Now, I'm assuming that's Padua Primary School, Hen? Must be, because he, he definitely went to Nudgee. Yes, like I remember him from Nudgee. Uh, the guy is so tall. Mm. His, um, his, his craft he aside um, and his good looks aside, he is just so fucking tall. Um and quite broad-shouldered too. He's he's a he's a large man. It's the first thing you notice. Well, Kel wrote in mm. and said that he did an acting class with Jacob Alordi, and he had to do one of those exercises they do where you have to stare into each other's eyes unbroken for yeah. a period of time. Kel saying, Fuck "I stared that man in the <laughs> eyes for two straight minutes for a drama game. I don't know if they were straight minutes. E." Uh, <laughs> And it was part of an interactive <laughs> theatre show, just being a drama class. That's just... Yeah, that's I, don't, just I don't think there's ever been a straight minute in a bloody drama class, I tell you that <laughs> much. Wow. Ugh, run it straight. It's not uh, rugby. Uh, no. We're going to take but, our shirts off. But I got a lot. But I really wouldn't be the man I would be today without drama. Oh, without, without year... Honestly, without year nine drama, I'd probably be a much more well-adjusted and normal guy. <laughs> without my foray into... The removalists. I I would not be who I am today. And Pierre incredible Gitt. man you are. Uh, Kel said, I stared the man in the eyes for straight two straight minutes for a drama game that was part of an interactive theatre show. My only claim to fame, he is very tall. Kel, I imagine staring Jacob Lord in the eyes for two minutes would be quite bad for your neck, mate. And crane your neck, mate. The guy is so tall. I would have told the story on this podcast before about me hanging out with Jacob Lordy, right? I think so. You have, but let's quickly revisit it. You just quickly. Went, didn't, you, didn't you see him at- uh, Quickly recap. What's the, um, Hope and Anchor? Yeah. Like, friend of a friend of a friend um, is him. Uh, he rocks up to Hope and Anchor, a couple of us having beers. He sits down right next to me. I go, so, uh, g'day, mate. What do, you, what do you do to earn a crust? And he loved it. Sent him. Thought it was so funny. Um, hung out, big night. Uh, kept entertaining him, sort of like a jester or a circus clown would. Um, <laughs> he, I th he found me funny, but not in a way that we were equals at all. It was not uh, two buddies. It was dance funny man. It was yeah. It was very much me trying hard to make Jacob Lordy laugh. Uh, anyway, the next night, um, the same group is with him. I wasn't there. They were at uh, someone's apartment, and uh, he's sitting there on the couch. And apparently, just says out of nowhere, "Hey, let's get that Joe guy in here." He was very funny. Um, again, like you would wow. summon a jester uh, to make you laugh. But I was very flattered. Good bloke, actually. Hey, that's amazing. Good Wasn't I'll, I'll he? This. Good luck. I love that you are Jacob Elordi's personal jester. Yeah. And we need to- I remember being more than a little annoyed with you that you didn't line him up to come on this podcast because oh, just the amount oh, yeah, of goodwill- yeah. The amount was, of goodwill you had with Jacob Elordi- I know, And this was I, just I so as euphoria and kissing booth was coming into- I told him about the podcast as well. Like, we spoke for a long time. He told me he was writing a, like, a screenplay. We talked about it for ages. Oh, that it always sounded, goes well. It sounded great. Sounds when really actors good. try to make their own movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, you've been in them. You should definitely make them. Always goes well. No, well, it's listen, it's an indictment. It's a stain. It'll be a stain and an original sin on this podcast that we don't have Jacob Alordi on this episode. Quite but right. 
not really much we can do. Wasn't he wearing a hoodie to try yeah, and like? No, yeah, stay so he was. He was no. He was wearing a hoodie and a hat pulled like low over his eyes. And this is a Wednesday night at Hope and Anchor, where the only people there are like sixty-eight-year-old English expats. I was a little like, okay, Jacob, you're not going to get spotted. Yeah, I don't know also, how many of the Hope and Anchor locals are watching the Kissing Booth too. Yeah, well, this is this is pre Euphoria season two, so I'd right. say he was very famous, but not quite the like absolute megastar. Of he couldn't he couldn't walk around Paddington now. No, I would say no, he no. season the, two the, was this, a this breakout. Is, yeah, this moment. was I mean this was three years ago now. Um, long he's actually long a good time. actor. Yeah, he's a he's a good actor, and uh, and he I actually he's a good actor, and he found me funny, and if there's any secret to getting me to like someone, it's they like me. I would let people I mean, off the hook for a lot of stuff if they just like me. Gaddafi could walk in and say, <laughs> yeah. I, was a pretty, I was a pretty big fan of that Law Review sketch, The Hamburglar, <laughs> on YouTube. And I'd be like, is he that bad? Is he isn't okay? He's all uh, right. Yeah, He's yeah, just yeah. spirited. Yeah, you know, Pol Pot could come in and say, you know, that, that Joe Dwyer guy's a bit of fun on a night out. And I'd say, oh, <laughs> I'll take it, mate. I'll bloody take it. Potty. Yeah, good bloke. Potty. Potza. Um, Potsy. But yes, uh, two notable residents um, and no other notable people who live in Wavell Heights um, no. at all. So, good shame. on you, Jacob Alordi. Have you seen um, The Kissing Booth? Uh, no. No, obviously not. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, I have. I've seen yeah. one and two and I, maybe three. I imagine it's because of who you were dating at the times they came out. Rather um, than I, that is accurate. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you have an independent drive to watch The Kissing Booth. Whereas well, I if they bought out a, if they bought out a fourth one, I'd watch it. Fully organically. How is Desperate Housewives going? It's good. It's good. It's no Gossip Girl, which I watched with mm. my dad when I was younger. Because dad and I watched Gossip Girl and mum and Tilly didn't want to. It was very weird. Gossip Girl is good. It's fantastic. Really juicy. Dips a bit later on, but, you know, that's fine. That's I'll right. take it. That's sort of an okay. inverse Breaking Bad. It starts really, really well and then, you know, trials. Ah. Oh. Breaking Bad was pretty good the whole time, I thought. Anyway, we could do this all day. Shall we talk about contemporary Wavell Heights? Let's do it. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Uh, Henry, we got some great feedback from the Unpakistanis and we're going to rip through a bit of it now and loud. AB said it's a poor man's Gordon Park. I don't know enough Which, about either to uh, make so Gordon, that comparison. Gordon, I mean, Gordon Park, we've done on the show. Gordon Park is tiny yeah. and very wealthy. But what AB probably gets at is both Gordon Park and Wavell Heights are quite elevated. Like for that pocket of the mm. north side, that kind of Kedroni Brook pocket, they would be your nice, big, tall, elevated suburbs. Uh, and Gordon Park is also like actually quite close to the city in a way that- Yeah, true. It's you know, still, still 10Ks. But no, it's, it's, that's a good comment from AB, who I can only assume is Alan Border has written in. That um, that was Alan Border taking a quick break from cricket commentary to do that. Nice. Can I touch on David? David made a point. He said of Wavell Heights, it's too similar in name to Wellers Hill, and is confusing. Now, David, you're a friend of the show and a keen on Pakistani, but oh, I have to no, take umbrage not. with you here. I don't know if it is, David. I I saw this too, and I thought, David, you're a great guy. You you know one of my best friends. You'll probably be a groomsman at my wedding. Um, it's just <laughs> not that similar to Wellers Hill at all. Wavell Heights, da- Wellers, particularly in a city where we deal with Tarek Indi, Taringa, Tagum, yeah. and Annalee, Alderley, Aspley. Aspley. Yeah. I think Wellers Hill and Wavell Heights is fun. Mate, Hill and Heights are not that similar. 
David will be the godfather of my first and only child, and nothing he says could say that. He could say much dumber things than this, and he'll still be cradling my child in his arms at their baptism. Mm. But you're way off the fucking mark here, David. Absolutely. And and David as well, when I say he'll be uh, uh, one of the groomsmen at my wedding, I say I'm actually getting married to him. To you know, him. David will be my future life partner, but he's he's lost me on this one. He'll be the he's best man him. at my wedding in that he is the best man at my wedding. Yes. That's why I'm bloody marrying him. Do you think, yeah, do you think, you know, if you're same-sex uh, male relationship, your best man is kind of like, well, you're clearly not the best man in my eyes. You're yeah. clearly yeah. the second best. <laughs> at a, I think at a, same, at a male same-sex <laughs> marriage, the term best man is, yeah, somewhat inaccurate. It's, and, it's... Or you're like, this is the best man, but I'm not marrying him because- I am not worthy of the best man. Oh, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that life on nice. a pedestal. I simply yeah. could not survive in the limelight of marrying our best man. The best man. So I'm just marrying uh, my husband. This instead, this I will guy. marry Ryan Gosling in the role of first man, the astronaut <laughs> movie. Oh, I love it. Um, the Dwyer is being my parents pointed out that I used to feed ducks, as in me. Joe Dwyer uh, used to feed ducks at the. In case you were listening to the show and you're about <laughs> half an hour, and you're like, wonder what his name is. Um, uh, I used to feed ducks at the end of the street where my auntie Thel lived. So yeah, so um, my great aunt and uncle lived in Wavell Heights, Henry. So I have really, really fond memories of Wavell Heights. Like I thought it was a really beautiful suburb, uh, but I always thought it was a little bit of the sticks because it was maybe a ten minute drive from Wilston. And it's been mm. funny seeing now that Wavell Heights is like you know. A seriously, a pretty well-off, pretty bougie suburb with some great, beautiful houses with great views, and I, I thought it was, I thought it was altogether more battler personally. Um, but it had a great bowls club too. The Global Heights Bowls Club is fabulous. I've been there several times. Well, the ducks were clearly battlers, mate. You had to feed them, feeding the yeah, homeless. I know. I, know. I, I don't actually remember that at all. Um, the contributions you've made to duck obesity over the years oh, are simply too great to name. Know, in one the whole podcast. thing about you can't feed ducks bread. It's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe the duck wants a piece of bread. Okay. There's an awful okay. stand-up joke here to be made about, like, even the ducks want gluten-free bread. I oh. gave a duck some white bread the other day, and it came back and said, "Have you got any quinoa loaf?" Yeah, that's good. That's good. Something like that. Yeah, that's good, mate. A duck said to me. What are you out of sourdough? I gave it some wonder why. These duck, these millennial ducks then, are driving duck, me duck and, and mad. And then the duck, uh, they said to the duck, how are you going to pay? And the duck just said, well, put it on my bill. <laughs> well, now, but that's that's actually funny. It's wow. real comedy. That's Now, that's a quack up. Quack <laughs> up comedy. And the logo is like a duck <laughs> playing now at the worst bar you've ever been <laughs> playing, to. Playing now at a bar that is very clearly not built for stand-up comedy in any way, shape or form. <laughs> And it'd be like it'd be like quack up, and then it'd be like a duck logo, and then it'd be on tonight's bill, and then <laughs> no, it'd be that's too good. Actually, they, they is this actually is it I, now? I'm, I'm coming good. around. I'm actually yeah, thinking quack. That's actually quite good. Quack, quack up, up comedy is actually yeah, no, maybe no, no, no. a great idea. Yeah, and and but it's uh, like we'll it's, but it's always f- no. But here's what the thing is: it'd always be raising funds for like psychologists and psychiatrists because they're they're quacks. <laughs> Who famously need money. Who famously, you know, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. raising money for mental health. I'm saying raising yeah. money for them <laughs> for personally. The, yeah. I'm, as someone who's been going to therapy for the better part of two yeah. years, trust me, they're, they're fine. When we say raising money for mental health, Henry, but don't we literally just mean raising money for people to then pay to psychiatrists and psychologists? 
Like, I, I think it's. I, I imagine it's time? like going towards like twenty four seven crisis support helplines, right. where a lot of those staff people like and to pay for more staff so that they can answer more phone yeah, calls or staff um, are probably psychologists. Yes. Yeah. So I'm saying the I'm saying the end game of a lot of these fundraisers is just giving psychologists some more money. And that's fine. We just need to own up with that's what we're doing. So the headline is Joe is anti men's mental health. Oh, famously. <laughs> I mean, I, I am men, anti. I think men, I am anti bad men's mental health. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't I'm, want I'm men anti, to have bad I'm mental anti, health. I'm I'm pro men having good mental health. I'm uh, pro men having good mental health as well. Yeah. I'm glad we could I'm find out after a hundred and something episodes. Get there. Yeah, I, uh, I don't want to have anxiety anymore. It's no, it, well, no, it annoys pro, me constantly. I'm pro, I'm pro me as a man having good mental health. I'm less phased about men as a class of people. Doesn't really bother me. It's I want everyone. Life. I want all. I want everyone to have good mental health. Oh, well, you're a braver man than I. Because <laughs> mm. I live with ang- I could so see a poster being like I live with anxiety And he never pays his rent <laughs> Like some Tumblr post Yeah that's that's great That's great I can say this as someone who lives with anxiety He never do that's the weird, dishes that's, Yeah, I, no, that's, I, I live with anxiety Why is the heater always on cunt <laughs> <laughs> I live with anxiety he was the only good-looking person on flatmates.com. I really didn't have many options. Everyone else was FIFO. <laughs> he seemed sort of less weird than the others. <laughs> anxiety ain't all. Anxiety isn't a FIFO job. Also, like, there'd be yeah, something that's in good. it. That's good. Yeah, what I was like the one that. we said? I think we've said it. It's like, when you have anxiety, every room is an escape room. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> Bad mental like health motivational quotes. FIFO job, but, like, not put up at a it, mine site. Like, it's just put no. up in a pub toilet. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, why that analogy specifically? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, uh, apparently, according to Black Rat, who wrote in, get out, Black Rat, yeah. uh, dial a Chinese. And yeah, I'm reading Buckland directly Road. here. Yeah. On Buckland Road, hasn't opened its doors in 20 years and said it's a suspicious spot. Thank you, Black Rat, for that contribution. We'll say nothing more of it to avoid getting ourselves in trouble. Yes, Joe, you uh, say it's a growing sharehouse area, mate. Yeah, I think a fascinating trend happening in uh, in Brisbane, Henry, is obviously as people get priced out of your Paddingtons and your new farms, they they search for greener pastures. And I've, I've been hearing more and more people having sharehouses in Wable Heights um, because they're big houses, they're beautiful houses, lots of room to roam. Um, but unfortunately, that means if you're looking to buy in Wable Heights, it's very expensive now. So... Just interesting. One of those, one of those growth suburbs that you know, as a kid, you probably, you know, you like it. You think it's really nice, but you don't, you don't think too much about it. You don't think it's it's super bougie. Um, and maybe I'm telling on myself there. Uh, but it's now, mate. I'd 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 dream of winning the lottery in Wavell Heights. You know, that's that's what it is now. A couple of my uh, a dear friend of mine, Dom and Bree, they own in Wavell Heights, despite living in Melbourne. Uh, but I had a bit of a connection with Wavell Heights. In the in, in my high school years, because my friend might even omit the name for this particular segment. Oh, yeah, uh, a friend of mine lives there. They had like quite two bit, quite big blocks on the back of each other, and it, it became a bit of a like a. We often spent a bit of time drinking there, and it was just after our OPs had come out that there was a we had oh. a big party there, and it got a little bit celebrating your eight, celebrating my heart eight, <laughs> so eight in a row, and was. We, we were celebrating and, and quite a few people showed up and the police turned up and they were actually quite reasonable. They were like, listen, we understand you just got your OPs and it's an exciting time, but this is getting a little bit out of hand. And it, it was a, it was a fairly 
raucous party that had grown to, to quite a few numbers. Now, a lot of alcohol. And the cops said to one of our friends, Parker, said like, all right, well, obviously everyone here is underage. Where did all this alcohol come from? And clearly thinking that they nailed nailed us on that point of order. Nailed you to a tree, yeah. Parker just goes to the cops, oh, we found it. <laughs> and they go, oh, well, that's obviously not the truth. There's cases upon cases of yeah. cruisers and UDLs here. They go, no, we just we were walking in a park and we found these bags of alcohol and that's where it came from. Now, the cops can't disprove that. No, and, and I feel like so often the police, when they say, explain blah, blah, blah to me, like you, you sometimes do have to remember just like they don't actually know for sure what's happened. They're just hoping you will say, it's like we all know what's happened here, but unless you say it, I can't, I don't really know. I mean, how many guilty people walk free just because of they stay the cops? Are, a lot of the time, the cops are just trying to intimidate you. It's like baseball. It's like setting an umbrella field of six fielders to Usman Kawadra and hoping you fall for it. And, and I mean, he, I mean you, the fact he got he so rattled by that. I'm like, he got rattled by it. Completely rattled by. Uh, well, that's very interesting. And did the cops just sort of like fizzle? Did they just walk away? I remember. I was, I think me myself was so in such a state of inebriation that I don't actually remember how it. I remember, like, we weren't like arrested or anything, but they were pretty upset. I, I think they took the alcohol. Oh. But I don't think they can do No, no I mean, yeah, they? which they can do. They can be like, hey, you're not all 18. I guess they can see. Status. But the, but there were eight no there were eighteen year olds there so I don't know I think they could it, probably uh, take it if they thought there was like a reasonable suspicion of pretty sure the police have very very broad powers to confiscate anything yeah I don't know I think they do I don't know no, I hope no one I guess if it's this, illegal uh, that it's, it's in like your possession truth. yeah yeah this is, uh, we should remind people this isn't legal advice this is not this is far this is fucking far from it uh, but it is sex advice so should yeah. we ask the question let's does Wavell Heights fuck? For me, other suburbs have fucked more. Other suburbs have fucked less. Wavell Heights, it's done just enough, you know? It's just gotten over the line. It's, you know, nice big houses, nice afternoons, back deck areas, hanging out. Maybe it's the poor man's Gordon Park, but it's still pretty nice, you know? You know, hanging out and then, hey, you're fucking, you know? And sometimes that just happens. That's There's something quite... There's something quite fuckable about being in the heights. Yeah. I think there's a quiet beauty and dignity to Wavell Heights that um that should really be recognised. There's something the, horny the, about the, the thin Edinburgh mountain Castle air. Hotel uh, is not technically in Wavell Heights, but it's very, very close. And that place fucks. That place we know fucks. That Remember when we had a beer there? That was so fun. After that was Chermside. fun. Why were we at Chermside? You bought a new phone. I, I had to buy an iPhone. Buy a new phone. Not the first time. That was a classic example of just my phone broke and I was like, oh, I'm dealing with this now. Yep. And yep. just and we went to Champs. Get in the car. We're going to Champs. I thought, great. Great. You've bought, up. you and I have bought yeah. two phones together well, no, at I've, been, I've, I've been with you when you have bought. You've phones. accompanied me for the purchase of two iPhones. And, and what I've does that say about times. modern America? Yeah, both times, hungover, both times. I want to say both times, probably got a beer after. What a life we lead. What a life we lead. What a wonderful life. But yeah, I'm going to agree. I think it fucks the thin, noble beauty of the mountain air in the heights yeah. and the fact that I, I went to a party there and and it was, yeah, that, that time of your life where you go on to parties at the end of year 12 and you just... Uh, yeah, and just hanging out with the boys, my experience. Hey, <laughs> you know, when you go to parties yeah. at the end of year 12 and just drinking a 4X gold, mm. not talking about Good times. Anyone. Yeah, I loved that, man. Do you miss it? No. 
Not nah, I don't think I miss. Not at all. I try to live in the moment, but there yeah. are aspects of youth that I know I'll miss. Yeah, I mean, you're a lot older than me too. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a lot older than you. Power. I don't know three. I don't. I don't know about whose measure three is yeah, a lot of yeah, anything. That's fair. That's that's fair. unless it's like atrocities, like you know, wars. Unless, or it's like, or it's like I'm like you're a three year old and I'm a newborn baby. Then you would be like, well, he's clearly that's a significant old. age gap because yeah. you know you've lived you know a hundred times the life that I have. Um, in more ways. Than what would the weirdest? What would the weirdest age gap? Oh, it has to be three years. Yeah. When is that age gap between two t- people dating at its absolute worst? I'm going to come in. 15 and 12. I'm going to 15-year-old dating a 12-year-old is as uh, weird tw- as that tw- age gap gets. Uh, and I had to I had to delve down this route, but like um, six and nine, they are both so young. That's just cute. That it's, that it's cute. They just have a crush. Um, oh, look. I think 17 and 14 is really creepy. Um, year 9 and year 12, though, sounds a little better to me than like... Year 7 and... Year, year 10, 10 and year 7. Yeah, you're right. I think it's 15. They're vastly... De- I, I know. They, listen, none of, it's, none of it's kosher. None of it's kosher. Maybe, maybe... When does it start to get wouldn't even raise your eyebrows kosher? I, has, I tend to think it actually has to be past 30. Oh, because- you know what? 18, 18 to 15 is pretty weird. Oh yeah! Oh, that sucks. That's a weird. Um, eighteen to twenty-one, fine. Age eyebrows, gaps are fine. eyebrows, eyebrows raised, but fine. You love yeah. this topic. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> you, you're uh, uh, Shall we wrap this up? Let's. Let's. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Uh, and that's all we've got time for on what's the weirdest age gap. Uh, of X amount of years. You know what? Fuck the suburb thing. Let's make the new <laughs> podcast. We get given two ages. Is we like get it, yeah. Two years, three years. Yeah, no, no. We just randomly pick two ages. 40 we years. Just, we just talk about, yeah, when's 40 years at its weirdest? I mean, 40 and zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty weird. When's 40? I mean, and at its least weirdest would be like 160. I was going to say like 80 and 40. Where it's like, okay, there's something going on here, but it's... I actually think 80 and 40 is less weird than 160. Because if you like, yeah, a 60-year-old isn't that old, a 100-year-old is just so old. Like, I think if a 60-year-old was dating a 20-year-old, but isn't that like Al Pacino just had a maybe, baby with a 29-year-old? 30, 36 and 76, somehow I'm like, that's probably fine. I don't think there's anyone a- is being fleeced. There's a movie called Pixels that stars Adam Sandler and sure, the sure. female lead, I believe played by Michelle Monaghan, is very sad because her husband's just left her and that is sad. she's like, he left me for a 19-year-old yoga instructor. And I just remember the collective attitude in the cinema being like, they've, the, whoever wrote Pixels has got it a little bit wrong here. Like, they've, they've gone too young. Like, it's Adam Sandler <laughs> standing there. She's like, can you believe me? Can you believe it? He... <laughs> My husband, that asshole, left me for a 19-year-old yoga instructor. And we're like, we get the point you're trying to make, that he's a sleazy guy who left you for a younger woman. But you need to go, like, you need to go, like, 29. Yes. Left me me for a 26-year-old yoga instructor, but they went 19. These are, like, 40-year-old characters. Go go 25, 26. You want to say left me for a younger woman, not left me for a child. Yeah, that's a a very different topic that I don't think 
Yeah, that's a very different darker topic that I don't think Pixels were aiming to tackle. No, no. They wanted classic, you know, like, you know, specialists, you know, will leave their wives at age 50 and marry the receptionist that's, type thing. Yeah. Like, that's what they're getting at. They got it wrong. They dialed they got it, it wrong. wrong. Also in that movie, Kevin James plays the President of the United States of America. Interesting. Interesting. It's actually, I, I, it, it is I, a pretty I, fun movie. Yeah. I'm so Which I saw at that. the casino in Melbourne. I saw like a 9.30 p.m. session of Pixels at the casino what? in Melbourne. What was showing at the casino? Yeah, the Star oh, Casino they're... has a- The Star's the Melbourne one, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That It has a yeah. cinema, a great cinema. Oh, sick. Well, hard to, hard to complain about their license being taken off them. So, if you're ever- yeah if, yeah, if you're ever sick of problem gambling, then go see, solution, go see a movie. How about just win? Yeah. Between the bets you place, you fucking idiot. You win. I love, I love the new ads they've got for gambling, where it's like you win some, you lose more. I'm like, don't tell them they can win anything. Don't remind them that they. If you're talking to a gambling addict, it's like I win close to fucking zero. You're telling me I could win some? Oh, I could win some. That sounds like a good deal for me. Absolutely, it does. Anyway, anyway. Well, we'll we'll chat to you all after Queensland is hopefully sewn up the series. I'm sure we'll come armed with some origin stories on next week's episode. Uh, as I return to Brisbane. I know, very exciting. Be good to have you back. I'm going to be going to the Caxton Street Studios as well. Archie wants to see the share house and we think we might knock on the door and ask if the current occupants can show us oh, around. That's for If I can show my room. How far would it be to go back to my room? that you can just do that because it's like, because I'm a breakfast radio host. If I did that, I'd sound like a fucking freak. They'd be like, oh, is this yeah. for a show? No, no. I just want to walk into my old house. I have a memory Wait. of it happening. This this might be a, a distorted memory. I have a memory of this happening more than once in my childhood. Someone pulling up at our house and being like, I used to live here. Do you mind if I come Ooh. and have a look? So weird if you have young kids. Oh, what's the weirdest age you have? <laughs> what's the weirdest time since what's you've lived in a house to, to show up? up? At house? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, 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 mar- we'll do that next episode. Yeah, okay. All right. Oh, and what's the weirdest age? <laughs> uh, looking forward for our, to our spin-off show. Uh, thanks, Unpakistanis. We will be back next week with a fresh suburb. Go Queensland in the origin. Go Australia in the ashes. And go, you good thing, at whatever you're doing with your week. <laughs> <laughs>